Stories are the things we realize after the fact. My name is Osadume B, and every week I will tell you a short story written by a Nigerian writer or author. That's the long and short of it. So without much ado, this week's story is by Chizitere Mabunna, and it's titled Quiet, a Memo. Obilo, can you shut up? Why are you always making noise? Can't you learn to read the room? Read the room. Mm, I don't hear it. Carry that boy out of this room. I don't care if he's my baby brother. I don't want him sleeping on my bed. Take him to his room. If that boy will is there, I will be very angry with you. For God's sake, why are these children always coming to this window, eh? Why can't they leave us alone? 25. We were 25 at home this year for Christmas. Home. Here would refer to my village, or as my father would prefer to call it, my roots. Twenty-five walking, talking people in that compound. About twenty-three of those would consist of my cousins, uncles and aunts, the offsprings of my grandma, or dada as we call her. I came home this year, not grudgingly, but not cheerfully either. I came, torn between sentiments of, I'm too old for them to be ordering me around like this, and family is important, plus it'll be nice to see everyone again. I just wanted to get it over with. And so, get it over with I did, and it wasn't that bad. In fact, it was mostly great. Except for the noise. Not noise as in loud, unpleasant sounds, but noise as in constant interruptions, never-ending activity, and lack of a private space. This particular irked me because I wanted to write. But how could I sit down to write when I could barely get two hours to myself? At first, I wasn't given a room, so I had to sleep on a couch in the living room. And with 25 people in the house, there is no alone time in the living room. There is always someone eating or talking or walking past. And even when it was quiet, there would be at least two other people sleeping. Eventually, I was given a room to share with five other boys. Of course, it didn't change much. Besides the occupants of the room, Everyone else wanted to walk in and play or eat or sleep here. Regardless of where I went, there was noise. Huh. I just wanted some quiet. And wait till I tell you about how each of my relatives had their own special way of getting on my nerves. The youngest members of the households were Aike, Miriko, Isaac, and Chikamso. Isaac was particularly selfish and would not stop fighting for the remote with the other children. He would impose himself on everyone and everything and ask that we all gave him whatever he wanted and watched whatever he watched. 
all this despite being six years old. Aike, age three, he was the baby of the house who would constantly insist, by crying of course, that he sleep on my bed instead of his own bed. And then he will go on and urinate on it while I sleep. I will rage at my sisters for bringing Ike into my room and scold Ike too. But he will come back the next day and do it again and again. Miracle Kwano. Miracle would open the window to our room and just stare at us and smile until we decided to chase him away. When we did, he would then proceed to quickly run away, smiling gleefully like he wanted us to know he had some secret up his sleeves but wasn't going to tell us. It was cute at first, maybe for like two seconds. And then it just became annoying real fast. I would always chase him, then close the window. But he would simply come back again. Chica so. She would constantly bug me for my phone. Uncle, please, I want to play game. Hell, auntie, please, leave me alone. My battery is low. But no rest for the wicked uncle. She would follow me around and beg me without rest. But it wasn't just them. Obilo was not my cousin, but was a member of the household. He stayed in the village to help my grandma take care of the house and do all the chores she was too old to do. He was constantly excited and playful. He would walk into a room, and regardless of what was going on, he would start talking very loudly or joking about something when I probably just wanted to take a nap or have some quiet. It always got on my nerves. And my little sister, she would always want to hug me, hold me, or lean on me. I'm not a touchy person, and I value my personal space. So I had very little tolerance for this and would always push her away. She would remind me that I was her brother and should hug her. I would dismiss her. There was always tomorrow after all. I would hug her some other time. The list goes on and on. Everything and everyone irking me in their own not-so-little way. I was tired. I wanted everyone to just get out. I just wanted to be alone. I just wanted some quiet. Today, most of my cousins left. Bro Wisdom left yesterday. Abigail left this morning. And the rest went to Potakot this afternoon. The only ones left were Isaac, Obilu, my brother and I. My sister left with them. I sat down and watched her as she walked to the car. Some kind feeling welled up inside me. I realized that it was sadness. I didn't know why. I wanted to run and snatch her into my arms and hug her. But I restrained myself. I didn't know why. Instead, I walked away and went to have my bath. Didn't even bother to tell them goodbye or watch them leave. As I walked away, I walked past Isaac in the living room. He finally had the TV to himself. The remote was in his hands, all the channels at his mercy. Yet he seemed uninterested, uneasy. He simply doddled on the couch, looking bored and uninterested in whatever was on TV. While having my bath, it occurred to me that I may have been too hard on my sister. She's heading to Potakot, 
and me, I'm heading to Ibadan in a few weeks. I probably won't see her till next December. I should have hoped her more, shouldn't I? I had been too harsh. I began to feel bad. For what seemed like the first time in eternity, I had the room to myself. I lay down but then began to feel uneasy. The room was a little hot, so I got up to close the window. As I reached out to it, it struck me there was no little boy called Miracle running away, smiling gleefully anymore. It was just me, closing an ordinary window. My discomfort didn't go away, so I went to the living room and sat down to write. I opened my notes app and stared. Nothing came. So I lay down and listened, and there was no sound. It was 4.38 p.m., and it dawned on me that the courtyard and the corridors where the children used to roam were empty. No pattering of little feet, no crying or bickering. My cousins were gone, and I had finally gotten what I wanted. The house was quiet. The house was too quiet. I am leaving tomorrow. So while packing my bags this evening, Dada called me to have a word with me. She thanked me for the money I sent to her sometime in the year, then pleaded with me to forgive my siblings if they ever hurt me. She only requested one thing from me, that when I go back to school, I remember to call her from time to time. The request nearly broke me, as I thought about how lonely she would be in the village with no one to talk to, and all the times I refused to talk to her or go and see her. As if poetically, tonight was the first time in two weeks that Nepa didn't bring light, so we ate dinner in darkness. The silence in the compound was overwhelming, accentuated even further by the darkness. Unlike the ever-bustling city of Lagos, at night in my village, if there was no light, no one switched on their generators. Why would they? There was nothing to do. So it was silent throughout the village. With our phones dead and bored out of our minds, Obilo, my brother and I, sat outside. I turned to Obilo and asked what for me was the most ironic question. Obilo. Is it always this quiet? Obilo looked at me, smiled painfully, and just shook his head. In retrospect, it made sense why Obilo was always so excited. He wasn't used to having this many people around. He was always by himself, no one of his age to play with throughout the year. Tomorrow morning, my uncle Isaac and I will speed off to Lagos. My father and brother will leave a few days later. And then that will leave just Dada, Dawego, Antioluchi, and Obilu. Four people in this large compound. I think about the fact that the next time any of us will most likely step back into this compound will be next December. Eleven whole months away. Dada will be awfully lonely till then. This house will be quiet.
This house will be quiet for a long time. Chizuteromobunna is a writer who resides in Lagos. He is a law graduate from the University of Ibadan who loves talking about Jesus on social media and reading and writing all things startups and technology. You can read more of his work on Medium at Obo Chiziterem and connect with him on X at Chiziterem O and on Instagram at Chizi underscore O. Details and links will be in the episode description. If you've got a story you would like to be featured on this podcast or a published book you want to make into an audiobook, send an email to info at osadumebi.com or send me a message at osadumebi on either Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn or Twitter. I look forward to collaborating with you. And if you've enjoyed this week's episode, please subscribe Leave a review and tell a friend that stories are a good escape for a few minutes each week.